final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. 4 points in the first half, 35 points in the second half, and they win by 10, 69 to 59 over Cleveland State. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Jason Shepard with you, the Cougars, improving to 1 and 0 on the season and if you're a BYU fan, you're happy about that. How about we make you even happier? Remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50 at PapaJohns.com tomorrow and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location tomorrow only. BYU getting the win, 69 to 59. Now coming up on Friday, that's BYU's next game, a big matchup against San Diego State. The Aztecs in Provo, that will be a good one. Obviously, we will have it for you on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you caught up on a very busy night here in the state of Utah. Every team that plays college basketball in the state, they were in action tonight, and everything is now a final. We will start on the hill. The University of Utah, they were the first game to tip off tonight in the state. They win at home over Abilene Christian 70 to 56. Utah Valley on the road in Boise tonight taking on the Boise State Broncos. The Wolverines fall by 20 76. 56 is the final in favor of Boise State. Weber State at home 40 points better than Western Colorado. 160 is the final score in favor of the Wildcats. Southern Utah Gets the win 116-74 over Bethesda University. And then the game we were following closely in the second half of our game, a very close matchup between Utah State and UC Davis in Logan tonight. The Aggies fall at home 72-69. UC Davis with the victory. The other local team in action is a nice little crossover as we head into WCC scores as well. Dixie State on the road at number one, Gonzaga. The Zags getting the win, as you would expect, 97-63. to Now, there is one game in the conference that's still going on, or excuse me, one game going on featuring a team from the West Coast Conference. It is not a conference game. San Diego, they have two minutes and nine seconds to go at home. They have a large lead over Laverne, 98-36, 2.09 to go there. Everything else is a final featuring West Coast Conference teams. Portland loses to Arizona State. Sun Devils get the win 76-60. Rice defeats Pepperdine 82-63. Santa Clara with the victory over Cal State Fullerton 84-77. It was Chattanooga defeating LMU 75-64. St. Mary's getting the win over Prairie View 87-68. And San Francisco defeating LIU, that would be Long Island University, 98 264. We'll take a break, come back, we'll hit some top 25 scores for you. We'll also update you on BYU football and where they landed in the updated college football playoff rankings. Your final tonight from the Marriott Center. BYU defeats Cleveland State 69-59. More Cougar Post Game Live next after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU getting the victory tonight, beginning the season 1-0. and Final score 69-59 to over Cleveland State. One game still going on featuring a top 25 team. It is number two UCLA leading Cal State Bakersfield, 60-30, 14 minutes to go in that one. Everything else is a final. I already mentioned number one Gonzaga defeating Dixie State, 97-63. It was number three Kansas defeating Michigan State, 87-74. Villanova on top of Mount St. Mary's, 91-51. Fifth-ranked Texas taking down Houston Baptist. You just throw out the records when those two teams get together. 92-48, the final score in favor of the Longhorns. Number nine, this is a battle of uh, two top ten teams, and it was a good one. Number nine, Duke defeats number ten, Kentucky, 79-71. Illinois over Jackson State, 71-47. Memphis defeats Tennessee Tech, 89-65. 13th-ranked Oregon on top of Texas Southern, 83-66. Texas Southern, once again, will be in the Marriott Center this year. Number 14, Alabama defeats Louisiana Tech, 93-64. Houston over Hofstra, 83-75 in overtime. 16th-ranked Arkansas defeating Mercer, 74-61. Ohio State on top of Akron, 67-66. Tennessee over UT Martin, 90-62. 19th-ranked North Carolina, the Tar Heels defeating Loyola, Maryland, 83 267. Auburn defeats Moorhead State 77-54. St. Bonaventure over Siena 75-47. And number 24, UConn defeats Central Connecticut State 99-48. Utah Jazz in action tonight hosting the Atlanta Hawks. Jazz get the win. They take the two-game series over the Hawks this year. 110-98, the victory for the Jazz at Vivint Arena. And in college football, the updated college football playoff rankings were released tonight. BYU, which came in at number 15, moved up a spot to number 14. And there is a change in the top four. After the loss, Michigan State falling out of the top four down to number seven. Now into the top four is Ohio State. So your top four, Georgia number one, Alabama number two, Oregon number three, and Ohio State is number four. That is a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, we'll get you back over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Your final tonight from Provo. Cougars getting the win over Cleveland State, 69-59. And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Exclusive postgame coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Marcelo, pull, Good fire, luck. score! <laughs> with one second on the shot clock, the deep three from AB, he knocks it down. The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Now let's head back to the Bilt Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so we are back courtside, Marriott Center, Provo, Utah. What's the final attendance number here tonight? I haven't, don't think I've seen one here yet. Uh, try and get that for you. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, either way, it was a nice crowd for a season opener, right, Mark? Tuesday night, season opener, and considering what we were doing last year, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, anyone in the building 
would have felt great, and there were a lot of people in the building tonight. And uh, Made a difference late. Miss, yeah. uh, miss Rock made him miss a couple free throws and get that defense excited. And uh, that was tougher, I think, for Cleveland State going out end of the floor at that critical time. In fact, if you look at the, uh, the free throw percentages uh, by period, so in the first half when they were not shooting into the Rock, Cleveland State made 86% of its shots, free throws. And the second half, when they were shooting into the rock, that number is 53%. They should call this end of the floor opposite the rock the hard place. Then <laughs> <laughs> the players just play the entire game between the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can tell we don't have a player because we're talking about rock and Oh, no, no. Place. Even if Spencer Johnson were sitting here, I'd make him wait through all of our good jokes. Uh, Spencer Johnson's supposed to be our guest, by the way, on the... Uh, on the, on the locker room show. I liked his game. I liked it. I mean, he's always a great defender, really kind of a sneaky great defender. Had a big block, which turned into free throws. And and that big three, I mean, I, that was such a cool shot for me, Greg, if I could pontificate, because you have this Barcelo who's your superstar. He had a look. And normally I'd say, shoot it, man. Look You're inside. Alex Barcelo. He yeah. was coming in yeah. from the left side, had a look, maybe a little 10-foot runner. He saw Tre- uh, uh, Spencer in the corner. He passed up his shot because he ha- he trusted Spencer to hit it, and Spencer knocked it down. That was a, a critical play in this game. Spencer ended up making two of three threes, part of his 13-point night. The 13 points, the second most scored by any BYU player tonight. The Cougar Locker Room Show, which we're in now, is brought to you by Brady Industries. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly, better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. Spencer played 18 minutes and 31 seconds, ended up with a plus 7 on the night. Goes for those 13 points, along with 3 rebounds and an assist in this time of play. We mentioned uh, Alex Barcelo's 13-for-13 performance. Our old friend Kyle Chilton texting me to let me know that in season openers, that's a BYU record. No BYU player had ever had as many as 13 free throws without a missed in the first game of the season. Brian Taylor. Back in 1986, had a 10-for-10 night in the season opener that year, and that was the record until tonight. Love Brian Taylor, by the left hand. Great passer, great shooter. Uh, so that's nice to hear his name again. Uh, but oh, Hold on. Before you, get, before okay. you carry on, uh, this is our 25th season together on the air. It's my 26th season calling BYU basketball because the year before we got together, uh, PJ and I kind of split that year. And I had a couple of different broadcast partners, one of whom was Brian Taylor. Probably did more games with Brian than anybody else that year. Yeah, he's just one of the best people in the world, too. Played a little bit with my brother, and I grew up watching him. I mean, anyway, but so that's cool to hear. But, I mean, Alex, he didn't get a lot of shots tonight, but getting to the free throw line, I think, is, you know, he's got to force the issue. I think he, you know, even though he wasn't shooting a lot, he was still – you know, driving to the basket, getting to the free throw line, making referees make a call. So that's how you still get that many points with that limited number of field goals. Well, earlier tonight, I was watching a Johnson brother play basketball on television. Uh-huh. And it wasn't this game. It was uh, it was the Oregon game. We'll get to that in a second. But the other Johnson brother, Spencer, is with us on the Cougar Locker Room Show now. Hello, Spencer. Thanks for coming on. Hey, great to be here. Let's just get right to the other thing then. Uh, tell us what I was watching earlier then. The Oregon game. Yeah, it had to be, right? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't I, I didn't watch a ton of it. I saw him get in. We're talking about your brother, um, Isaac. Yep. Okay. He got a couple minutes. Just I was happy for him. <laughs> Back off his mission. Like, yeah. So cool. 
Yeah, Oregon was playing. Um, who were they playing tonight? Texas Southern. Texas Southern. That's right. They win, by the way. Uh, I haven't. Fi- I we'll find the final score for you. When I left the office, they're up ten or something late in the first half. But uh, they were mentioning his name, and I thought oh, Isaac Johnson's playing there. We'll see Spencer Johnson tonight. So the Johnson brothers. Uh, uh, Figuring in their team's decisions tonight, Spencer with us. Uh, Spencer, 13 points on four of six shooting. So and Mark was just talking about it a minute ago. Um, the three-pointer you hit off the assist from Alex, would you describe the play and how it ended up that way? Yeah, so he drove baseline. Um, my guy had his head under the basket, so he you know, had to stop the ball or whatever. And the, the dude on the weak side here, he didn't rotate. So AB hit me. I was open in the corner. I looked to my left to swing it, and he didn't, you know, come on to me. So I just Boom. teed it up. Big shot at the time, but it was one of those shots that you know, it gives you a little bit of a cushion, but every time you guys got a bit of a lead, it seems like it was a one-point game again right away. Yeah, they're a good team. Like, they, they won their conference last year. They're picked to win their conference again. You know, NCAA tournament team, they're really good. And it was a fun one. Oregon 83, Texas Southern 66 is your final score. But uh, we're more concerned, Spencer, about this. With great job tonight, and – I, I just kind of look at this team, and there's just like a sea of, of pretty talented guys. And uh, I thought it was interesting how you kind of came in and asserted yourself and played great defense and hit the big shots when you needed to. Is it kind of hard to this point in the season to kind of feel your way through the 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 sea and what what's my role and what when you know what do I feel? I mean, is that even a concern for for this team? Not really. I mean, I feel like we have so many dudes that can play. Like. Um, you know, if, if it's not me, it's it's the next guy that's going to have a big night or it's going to be the next guy. Like, I don't think anyone's super concerned about, oh, I got to go out and get mine. I got to get my shots and my stats. Like, just play basketball and have fun. Can we finish off the Isaac Johnson story for a second? <laughs> um, he ended up with uh, with two points in six minutes of play, one for one, made his only shot, had an assist as well. Okay. So there we go. Very cool. We play him next week. I know. I was going to ask about that. The fact that two games from now, you're going to be on the same floor with your brother at the D1 level. Can, I, you, can you imagine that? I told him, I was like, um, if we, if there's ever a ball screen, I'm calling a switch and I'm making him throw it to you. And we're going one-on-one. <laughs> Fantastic. Clear out. Let the, let the Johnsons go at it. One-on-one. Oh. All right. So what do you take most out of tonight's win, Spence? Um, I think just the grittiness of our team. Like, we didn't shoot super great from the, from the three. Um, but we made up for it so many ways. We out-rebounded them. Um, you know, we, we shot pretty well from the free throw line, I think, and um, just making tough plays at the right times. And I was, I was happy how we stayed together. That's something we can, we can take with us anywhere. You, you, shot, you shot pretty well as a team from the free throw line, and then Alex Barcelo was perfect yeah. at the free throw line, 13 for 13 tonight for him. Is anyone surprised, though? No, we're guessing. Yeah. I guess we're not. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of who he is. But he keeps putting these streaks together. It's pretty impressive up there with the all-time greats. We'll take a break. We'll come back and have a few closing comments from Spencer Johnson as we continue. Spence, part of BYU's 69-59 win over Cleveland State. You heard it here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 69 and Cleveland State 59 is our final score tonight. BYU won the first half by 7 and the second half by 3 on the way to going 1-0 on the year. Spencer Johnson is our guest on the Cougar Locker Room Show, brought to you in part by... 
Visible supply chain, from freight to packaging to fulfillment to small parcel services, Visible is driven to reimagine the entire supply chain. Visible supply chain management, a Maersk company. Learn more at visiblescm.com. So we finished the last segment talking about Alex Barcelo's free throw night, 13 for 13. He's made uh, 33 in a row, dating back to last season now. And he makes two massive shots when you guys, I think we're still in a two-point game. Uh, One is a little you know, mid lane jumper and then a long two kind of almost back to back. Um, again, I guess we're not surprised we see him do that, but that's when you need a guy like AB yeah. to make those shots, right? That's just what he does. He's given the ball and trust him to make the right shot and the right play. And he delivers every time. You all trust your own ability to make plays. That's part of why you are where you are. But is it kind of nice to know when the ball's in AB's hands that if a shot is needed, he's the guy that can step up and take it? It is super nice. It takes a lot of pressure off of everybody. Spence, you've been around a little bit now. You're almost, you know, a, a coach. Uh, you understand the game. What's your sense of this team? You've been work, playing with them over the summer. You've had a couple months of practice. As compared to other teams, where is this team as far as their progression and maybe some strengths of this particular group? Yeah, honestly, what I was super happy about um, was how tough we were, like um, how we handle adversity, um, not not great shooting nights, things like that. So as far, you know, as that goes as a team, I'm super happy with it. Um, and I think a lot of we're really connected as a team. We hang out, we do things together. Um, so that you know is going to take us a long way. And um, yeah, doesn't get a ton easier. San Diego State coming in here on Friday night. You guys have had some wild games with those guys lately. Yeah. No, it's going to be a fun one. We're going to pack the house. Fans are going to be here. It's going to be crazy and awesome. Well, it's uh, it's only the first game of many, many, many games, but does it feel kind of important that you got this one the way you did tonight? Oh, yeah. you got to start the week off, the season off right. Yeah, definitely. Well done. So fun to watch you play the way you did tonight and get the result that you did. It was a grind, but sometimes these are the most satisfying wins, right? Yeah. Good totally. job, Spencer. Well done. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thanks, Spencer. All right, that is Spencer Johnson. He'll go meet the other media now. Coach Mark Pope is coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Dining Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a preferred national business valuation firm. Learn more at economicspartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Greg and Mark and the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope, who tonight picked up his 45th BYU win as BYU defeats Cleveland State 69-59. to Coach Pope, congratulations, first of all. And you got what you thought you might get from Dennis Gates' team. Yes, we did. They're really good. I mean, they're a championship team. We talk about it all the time, right, is that teams that win championships, they're just built different. They have a connectivity. They have a belief. They have a toughness. 
It doesn't matter what league. You know, I think Coach Rose always used to say the toughest league in the country is the league that you're in, the one right? You're in, yep. And so uh, to, for them to not just – but to double down, win the conference and win the tournament championship, uh, there's some toughness built in these guys, and there's certainly veteran play. And so we knew – you know, this is why we actually were able to get this game because nobody else would play them. <laughs> so um, it was a great game. Obviously, they're an uh, incredibly well-coached team. This Dennis Gates is a rising star, and it was, it was everything we handled. So the score sheet says they led for less than a minute and led by no more than two points at any point. That's what it says. But then the game itself is it's a grind from start to finish, and you never – it's rare that you had more than a one, a one possession lead. Did you guys get nervous? No, not at all. That was a wreck. <laughs> not me. Greg, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's uh, – listen, it just is um, – I mean uh, – I'm gonna get myself fired because we because <laughs> we schedule all these impossible games, but but I'm just addicted to like I just want us to know who we are and know how we need to get better and be exposed in every way we can and so um, and sometimes it's super super painful right and so we've just put together this insane schedule starting out with three NCAA tournament teams you know all returning their guys except except for Oregon but they happen to be ranked number 13 in the country right now yeah. so. Um, it's uh, it's just it's just we're hungry to get better, like win, lose or draw. Right now, we need to get better because we have big, big, big aspirations, and so these games are huge for us. And I was really proud with with how our guys got better throughout the game. Is Alex Marcello the ultimate coach's luxury? He's pretty close. <laughs> you know, it's the, the thing. The only frustrating thing with Alex is that he told me. Um, you know, part of the deal for him to come back was that he never had to listen to anything I said ever again. <laughs> and so he's actually becoming a better player because I'm not getting in the way. <laughs> he's, this young man is fantastic, and he just is. And, and you know, as well as T. John Lucas. Like, T. John Lucas dealt with a ton of pressure. Like, he, he dealt with a ton of pressure in this game, and both those guys were super solid. And they had to carry it. Like, we talked about this in the pregame, right? It was super important to have those two guys – make this game just a little bit easier for the guys that have less experience in a game of disarray like this was. And I thought they they did a great job, you know, as well as other guys in the backcourt chipping in. Only a couple of these fouls came when they were trying to foul. Otherwise, I mean, A.B. ends up drawing 10 fouls on the night. And, again, they weren't all junk fouls. They were, yep. He was taking punishment yep. and forcing the action and yet gets us 24 points on a total of six field goal tries. Yep. Five for six, goes to the line a ton. And when you needed him most, most, he makes back-to-back shots that were just huge. Yeah, it's, um, I'm going to give a shout-out to our goal team. So it's Trey Stewart, who is a – is actually an elite-level college defender right now. Now, these are guys who wear gold jerseys in practice. Yep, so they're, we have to go against them every day. Nate Hansen, who has battled through a bunch of injuries and is just playing his tail off. Poda, uh, who's just, like, as tough as nails and physical as can be. You know, Jeremy Dowdell's been out for a while, but even early in the season, the way he helped us. Um, you know, those guys are kind of the core. And, and I'll be honest with you, uh, really the most important piece of that is is Coach Nick Robinson. And those guys come out and hack and foul and grab and scratch and claw. And is early, Casey in that mix too, Casey Brown? I'm sorry, yeah. Casey Brown, who's yeah. been so great for us. Yeah, thank you. I would have been so sad if I left him out. But that group now, they come and compete so hard every day. It was interesting. The first 10 days of practice, some of our veteran guys started complaining. 
they're they're fouling me every time. That's a foul, right? <laughs> and so we, for a couple consecutive days, we got to have the conversation about like, you guys have no idea what you're about to face in this Cleveland State team. That's what they do. I mean, they were trying to Debo Houston last year in the first round, right? So, um, so these guys, you know, these guys have done an unbelievable job helping this team at this early stage in the season be prepared for a game like this. And so, credit to those guys, man. Their work makes us win, and they might not get the cheers and the headlines right now, but they're going to be great players, and they're going to get them here in this in this great arena. But but certainly, they're every bit as much a, a part of us winning as anybody else. Mm. It was a challenge playing Cleveland State because they're a good team, but it's a challenge just playing your first game. You mentioned, you know, some of these guys' this first minutes as a Cougar. What do you see when you're coming into your first game as, as the challenges as a coach and as a team playing your first game regardless of the opponent? Yeah, so, I, I you know, this opponent made it like ten times harder because all the stuff you've been working on for the last six weeks so hard, they're just not going to let you do it. So the stuff that you've repped out a million times that you actually become good at and comfortable with, you know, they're just not going to let you get to it. And then you have to make decisions on the fly. And so um, it was, you know, it was, it, was, it was an unbelievable job by our guys. I, I couldn't be more proud. And I'm not going to lie to you, Mark. I forgot what your question was. I started talking. It wasn't that good. Anyway. Yeah, I, thought, <laughs> I actually thought it was genius. I was super excited to answer just, it. And I got the challenges of a first game. Just oh, yes. So, yes, let's talk about it. So let's talk about this challenge. Minus the exhibition, Gideon George. Spencer Johnson, Caleb Lohner, and all the new guys, right? Richard Harwood would have been included. Have never played in in front of a Marriott right. Center crowd. You think about it, those guys are like vets, vets. <laughs> and so the crowd was awesome. I mean, this whole free throw thing is like I wish I, I wish I I need to have like a bucket of pizzas every time someone misses a free throw i need to just start throwing them out to the to, to the, the rock to the rock it's so <laughs> awesome so it, it was it was uh you know you're worried about how guys are going to function in the lights how they're going to function in front of fans and then this deal how are they going to function with disruption how are they going to function with a weird rotation where they're used to being on the court the whole practice long on a blue or white team and now they're only getting sporadically four minutes here and six minutes there and so, uh, you know, you got to figure all that stuff. And, and uh, our guys did a good job responding. Mark Pope is with us. We'll take a break. We'll come back and get some concluding comments with the coach. His BYU Cougars defeat Cleveland State by a score of 69-59 to tonight. This is the BYU Creamery. Cougar postgame coaches show brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Another scoop of Coach Pope is next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Time for our valuable stat of the game, brought to you by Economics Partners, BYU's accounting program nationally ranked, so it's no surprise. One of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. And you could go to you know Alex Barcelo's 13 for 13 at the free throw line. That's a BYU record for a season opener. He's made 33 straight going back to last year, one of the top streaks in BYU history. Um, I'm going to go here. Uh, on a night when you, you needed someone to take care of, of some Richard Harwood's minutes, Fusene Troyori played 24 minutes, 5 points, 8 rebounds, 3 block shots 
on a plus nine night. I thought Foose was tremendous. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm super pleased with. Without Rich, which is a huge energy and efficiency on the court loss for us, rebounding was one of our three keys to this game. And you got Gideon George with seven, Caleb Lohner with nine. And both of those guys in just 20 and 24 minutes. And then you got uh, Foose with eight. That's unbelievable. I mean, the three of those guys at 25, whatever that is, uh, rebounds, just the three of them is awesome. And, you know, Foose is, Foose is in this beautiful position where we've seen guys all the time where he just doesn't even know what he doesn't know. And so it's kind of like, hey, let's all just go out there and grab a rebound, and I guess everything's going to work out because Alex Marceau is going to go make a shot and we'll be fine. And so he is uh, – I was super proud of him. He was unfazed by the moment. He was super, super solid. Gave up one free throw offensive rebound that was super weird, but otherwise I thought he was just terrific. And, and uh, you know, three blocks is important, right? Is he an intuitive – like how, how would you describe his shot blocking skill? Well, you know what I think it is is, like, guys can't see him. He's only six, six and a half. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, he's like got a head at the rim. And so he just is, his timing's impeccable. He is so smart on the basketball court. I don't know. I, I, I'm really, I'm going to really ask myself this question right now. I'm not sure I've had a more intelligent rookie big than Foose. He is growing so fast. He just absorbs information so fast. Probably because he doesn't understand half the words I use, and so I don't confuse him. <laughs> but he's just – I'm so impressed with him, and we need him to be great. This was not a great game for Atiki uh, because it was so disruptive, right, that we couldn't do anything we were really familiar with. But Atiki also is going to help us on Friday, and he's going to help us on Tuesday, and he's going to actually have to grow really fast for us too because we got to find a way to – to, to you know, take up these minutes that, that Rich is, is making available right now. Yeah, man, I'm I'm kind of almost giddy about Foose because uh, you talk about guys playing their first game in front of all these people and lights, and he seems to have, have a poise and an understanding of feel of the game. But how, how about Richard Harward? I mean, he's a, a real physical back-to-the-basket, I'm going to get you a jump hook, give me the rock. And, and without him, I mean, you got other guys that can do that, but it's it's not maybe not their strength. How does how does your approach to games change without a, a guy like Richard Harwood in the game? Yeah, it's hard, you know. And Rich is such a good passer out of the post. He's such a veteran. He's also a great passer. He's one of our best ball movers at the top of the key, kind of in our in our continuity offense stuff. He just has learned over the years, and he's got such a great sense about keeping the ball moving really well. So we miss him a lot. There's no way to replace it. So we miss him on the court like that, but we miss his emotional leadership like 10 times more. And so I'm just not going to be able to work the post over the next, you know, until he's back or until we get six weeks or eight weeks into this. I'm just not going to be able to work the post like we have. You know, we'll fight with less disruption. We'll be able to work uh, Gideon in the post. He had a, a huge post possession for us. We'll be able to work Caleb in the post a little bit. We'll be able to work Seneca in the post. Seneca can really do some things in the post. And, you know, give me six or eight weeks and Foos and, and Atiki are going to be a real problem in the post. It's just right now everybody's just young and new at it. Okay, uh, San Diego State on Friday. They beat Riverside 66-53 tonight. They shot 47%. Uh, didn't make a lot of threes. Two for 11 from deep. They shot 29 free throws, though, on the night. And not surprisingly, they outboarded uh, Riverside as well. Yeah, I mean, you know San Diego State. 
I love San Diego State so much. I love Dutch so much because as we're racing around trying to talk to every top 30 team in the country to get a game, they're the only ones who are like, yep, let's go. Sign us up every single time. And so this series has been super fun. We lost here in a heartbreaker. A couple years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. We won a huge game there last year. And so I love this series so much. Uh, and, and they guard like nobody else in the country. They have unbelievable length. They attack the glass. I mean, it's just as terrifying to think about. And um, that's the staple of who they are. And they also have some really skilled offensive players. So they're, they're a handful. They're one of the top teams in the country for a reason. You go back there next year? Yes. Yep. So I think we'll so keep the series going. Okay, really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's a great series. Well, great. Uh, congratulations on getting the season started the right way. And, again, it's, it's quite the schedule you've given yourself to get the season underway. You go three straight NCAA tournament teams, including two conference tournament champions. Yep. So great win tonight. Thanks, guys. Have fun. And how fun to have people back in this gym. Come on. Felt right. Let's go, Cougs. Gonna be Thank back, you, guys. Going to be back next to you as well instead of across from you. Yes, it we get, is. We get to enjoy the Mark Pope experience in all of its <laughs> splendor. I love it. Sure. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. Okay, all right. That's Mark Pope. We'll come back and wrap it up on the new skin. We're going to hear from the opposing coach as well, Dennis Gates, next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. At the Marriott Center, BYU is a 69-59 winner over Cleveland State. The head coach of the Vikings is the two-time, the back-to-back Horizon League Coach of the Year, Dennis Gates. A short time ago, our intern Bryce Noakes met with Coach Gates outside the Vikings locker room and got his thoughts after tonight's game. Well, I'm appreciative. DYU gave us the opportunity to come out here, open their season. I thought we were able to um, see who we are in, a, in, in an unbelievable basketball environment, one of the top basketball environments in our country. Um, my hat's off to BYU's, um, you know, Coach Pope. He did a great job, but they were so composed late late in the game, and they were able to um, execute some things, get to the foul line. Um, I'm extremely proud of our guys. We fought. It just wasn't good enough. Yeah, um, from my understanding, it was your first first time for the program being in Provo and at the Marriott Center. Um, what was the reception from your players and yourself with you know the hectic environment that some people call the Marriott Center? I mean, coming off COVID last year with no fans, um, we were able to come in here, play in one of the best basketball environments, and have composure. That says a lot about our team. It says a lot about where we're headed. We just got to continue to build on it. This was an unbelievable environment. Coach Pope, future Hall of Fame coach. There's no doubt about it. Um, it was an unbelievable game, man, for 38 minutes. And then they stretched it out a little bit, and they were able to come out with a win. I thought if you, if you look at our team, um, the crowd – we left with respect, mm-hmm. and that says a lot because they didn't know or didn't see how hard a team really plays, and I thought our guys played hard. we got to do a better job executing on the free throw line. We left nine free throws on the board. We got out-rebounded by ten in a game like that. we got to rebound equally. we got to come out perfect on the free throw line, and at that point, I thought that would have given us the extra extra um to, to, to win. Yeah, going back to the free throw struggles in the second half when your team was facing the Rock, I believe they shot about 53% compared to about 83% when they weren't facing the Rock. Um, did that? Do you feel like that's an impact? Obviously, like having that, the the fans yelling at your teammates. 
I mean, we knew what, what, what this environment was. Um, you know, it's the 50th anniversary of this building opening up, being built, and opening night for a top 25 team, a team that I think will be in the Sweet 16. They were excited. They were excited. And I'm proud of my guys for being able to play a game like that on the road, and we hadn't had a crowd in over a year. So obviously, they helped without a doubt. Home court advantage is home court advantage, and it was electricity. This is one of the top five college basketball environments out here, and they proved it. Um, so building off of last season where you took this program to the NCAA tournament for the first time in a number of years, how can you build upon that for this season? Well, I think this is a new season. we got to see where we are, and we got to keep giving efforts like this and use this as a learning learning environment. Uh, I don't believe in losses. They are lessons, and we got to use it as a lesson so that we can uh, recover and get back to where we need to go uh, to try to get this next victory next uh, Saturday. But uh, we got to do – we'll see. We'll watch this film and see where we could have uh, – limited some mistakes and see what we can do better. All right, that is Dennis Gates, the head coach of the Cleveland State Vikings, and our thanks to uh, Bryce Noakes, our great intern, for getting those postgame comments a short time ago. Let's wrap up our broadcast by thanking other folks, our other intern, Alex Dotson, back at BYU Radio, our control board operator, Corbin Radford, with help from Andrew Hare, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our studio host, Jason Shepard, our engineers, led by Sean Fay, along with Barry Squires, and our administrators, Don Shaline, Dane Craig, and Sean O'Neill. The crew here courtside, my color commentary colleague, Mr. Mark Durant. We did have Bryce with us courtside as well. Thanks to Spencer Johnson and Mark Pope for joining us on the postgame. Coach Pope with us, of course, every pregame. And so for all those folks, my name is Greg Grubel, reminding you that our final score tonight is BYU 69 and Cleveland State 59. Our next BYU basketball game is Friday night, 6 o'clock pregame with, uh, with, I think, Ben Bagley coming in. So 6 o'clock pregame on Friday night, 7 o'clock tip for BYU and San Diego State. Second grueling game for BYU to open the 2021-22 college basketball season. So for again, all those folks, I'm Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in and saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at economicspartners.com. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Vorkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin. BYU Sports Network.